Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Erin who is a thought leader, mentor, coach and guide. Erin is going to be speaking with us today about how she overcame her anxiety disorder and how she brought joy and purpose into her life and now how she helps others bring joy and purpose into theirs. Erin, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Hi, my name is Erin McCullough and I'm a coach. I call myself the joy slinger and I'm thrilled to be here today. We're happy to have you as well. So I kind of want to just go straight in there. And I wanted you to touch on a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a coach. It literally started with my ex-boyfriend and I had, we were having some issues in our relationship and we decided to seek some professional help. So we went to a counselor and in that counseling session, I had a panic attack. And I'd never had one before and I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't even, I mean, this is in uh, the late nineties. So it wasn't kind of a thing. We didn't really talk about it too much then. And um, anyway, she explained what it was happening and um, asked if I'd be interested in doing some individual counseling today uh, to, you know, on my own versus the, um, and so I agreed to do that. And in that process, um, I basically created a anxiety disorder and I didn't realize that it was me creating it and that it was happening through the counseling process. But that took me maybe a decade later to wreck when I started to study the brain and how the brain functions and why that happens. Um, then I started to realize, oh, that's how this happened. Um, and I have nothing against talk therapy. I think talk therapy is great. So, you know, many people need it. And, um, and if it's done well, it can be very healing. And this was not an unhealing thing. It just happened to trigger a panic um, disorder. Right. And if you could just say, like, tell our listeners, um, explain a little bit about your journey with having anxiety and how that affect, affected your life on a day to day. Yeah. So through that process, um, you know, it wasn't right away, but I ended up holding myself up in my home for nearly a year because I was so anxiety ridden and so afraid to go out. And, you know, it started with, you know, just the narrowing of things, right? We don't end up in this place. We don't end up in crisis. Just all of a sudden, it's like, you know, this thing happens and then another thing happens. And as it was, I was training for a half marathon and I had a panic attack while I was running and I just went, Oh, I guess I can't run anymore. Right. So then I stopped exercising, right? which is not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Exercise is really good for mental health. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then I started having them. Um, I used to teach uh, high school uh, special ed kids, and I started having them at school, and that freaked me out. I didn't want to, you know, scare my kids, and so then I stopped working. And so it just, I just wanted to mention that because it doesn't get to that point just all of a sudden. Like I got to yeah. drop everything. I can't figure it out. It's like your life just gets so difficult to navigate that Gradually. you. Yeah, that you just start to take things out to make it simpler and thinking that that's going to be the fix, right? And, you know, anxiety is tricky. It, it can be so real seeming. And what I know now is that it really is an illusion. It's not, and I don't mean to belittle it at all. It, it feels very real. Um, yeah. But what I mean by it not being real and being an illusion 
is that the mind likes to play tricks on you. And so that's a lot of the things that I unpack with clients is how do we navigate what's real, like what, it, what is actually happening and the experience of it? Because that's where the disconnect is. It's that the, the experience that you're having doesn't match up with the whatever the thing that's um, triggering it, right? And so um, starting to figure out and strategize um, ways to navigate that piece, you know, like I know intellectually that this experience is not real. And yet, you know, my heart is racing and I think I'm going to pass right, out right? Right. all those things. And so being able to come up with some strategies that you can use immediately to get some relief and then doing the deeper dive into the work on, you know, where is that coming from and where can I heal so I don't have to keep having that experience. Right. Could you share like just one of your common strategies that helps to calm down the brain from going into a panic attack? So this is going to sound really simple and ridiculous, but um, after having had so many panic attacks, one of the things that I talk about is this sort of negotiating with your brain about like what's happening, you know, Um, recognizing that on the other side of the panic attack, as it's coming on, is nothing, right? So it's like you have the panic attack, it's awful, all the things happen. And then you get on the other side of it, and then nothing, right? And, you know, so I would just sort of have this dialogue in my mind, I would just start to tell myself that's not true. Right. So it would start to come on, I would just go, no, that's not true. Then I would, you know, and then I would go, oh my gosh, you know, I'm having a hard time breathing. Nope, that's not true. And it just takes that disruption Like you just need a little disruption. Your mind just loves to like take ideas, thoughts, and just run with them. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. Right. And the same ones over and over again, right? It's not, not like you're looking for a solution. It's what I call like circular thinking, right? Where there is no solution. It's just let me think this thing to death with no, you know, like, what's the resolution here? There's nothing. Yeah. It's just, I'm no rational either. Sometimes it's that you literally, well, from my own personal experience, there's no, I'm not rash. It's not rational. I'm just literally running away with my thoughts um, without Mm -hmm. rationalizing and analyzing the actual situation. So I Mm -hmm. think it is actually quite beneficial to interrupt your own thought pattern and challenge it because that then obviously would become a habit as well I'm assuming yeah so it just it's so funny because you'll <laughs> it, I mean it, it sounds very simple right and it, it 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 is simple but it's not always easy right because part of it is awareness like oh I'm doing that thing again I need to like you know disrupt that um But the thing, so I take it like a couple of steps further sometimes too. So if it's something that's really dug in, like you just can't get it out of your mind, I will do that's not true, that's not true a few times. And then I'll get forceful, almost like I'm scolding a little child, right? Like enough. Yeah. And I'll say enough out loud and forceful enough that my whole body will just go, oh, wait a minute, what just happened there? And that's usually enough to get your body to wake up and go, oh, okay, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. We don't need to get into that space again. Um, and if that doesn't work, I, um, I will begin this conversation even deeper of, of rationalizing, like, 
you know, this is ridiculous. Getting upset about this thing is not going to make the the outcome any different. I can't control these things, you know, and I'll do that for like almost kind of scoldingly, not because I want you to talk bad to yourself. You're already talking bad to yourself. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You already got all these thoughts and things going and you're like, have these beliefs that are running that are, you know, all the things like I'm not good enough or I'm not perfect or I'm, you know, not lovable or whatever they are. Cause we all have those things. Um, yeah. we've already got that running. This is not that this is disruption really more than anything else. It's just that line of thinking doesn't serve any purpose. And so, uh, first I'm just a little bit disrupting, then I'm getting more forceful. And then lastly, I'm rationalizing in an intellectual way so that my brain will get on board that that's not a line of thinking. That's okay. Right. I, I I really do. I can resonate with that because it's basically, in effect, just retraining your mind to Obviously. think differently. Do you think that we can ever live without anxiety? So completely do a 360 and live a life without anxiety? Absolutely. But I'll tell you, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I 100% believe that we are here for spiritual growth. And if you don't like the word spiritual, then you can say self-development or however consciousness, whatever, however words you need to use. But that's why we're here is to grow and learn about ourselves, like who we really are, not this personality that we're running around pretending like we are, but like deep down, who is that soul essence person? And that, that is the work that we're here to do. It's not, (laughs) the work is not like how many things can I buy and how much money can I make? And, you know, how can I look successful and do all the things? It's really about how can I grow as a person and understand where my hurts are and heal those. And that's really what I believe is the, the piece knowing that make it, what it does is it, gives anxiety a different perspective, right? So it's, it's not so much that like, this is a huge challenge, and I got to get through it, because it's, you know, it's really painful. When you begin to look at those things that we call challenges, and the pain that we create both emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically, um, when we begin to look at it from that angle, from this is the work that I'm here to do, and we recognize that, you know, emotions and these challenges that we're butting up against are the gifts that show us where that growth can be had then it becomes a different game altogether. It becomes less about how do I get over anxiety? It becomes more about how do I heal, period. Because if I heal me, then anxiety is not a thing. Exactly. Then stress is not a thing. Then worry, overwhelm, they aren't a thing. They do happen occasionally, but they're not the thing. So it's like, oh, okay. It's not the habitual Yeah, you can take your energy off of that word or those words and go, okay, gift, right? (laughs) I'm in anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's not I am anxiety, right? You don't say I am anxiety, you say I have it, right? So it's, it's temporary. It's not meant to be hanging out forever. It's meant for you to go, oh, okay. I have anxiety when these things happen. And that's the deep dive that I do with clients. It's 
where are you hurting and let's get into it not let's band-aid it up like you know yeah. I get kind of like agitated I don't know what it's like in um, England but in the U.S. we you know it's all this like positive talk I call it positive shaming it's like yeah you know I know what you mean just, yeah instead of just feeling the feelings like I don't feel good yeah we try to go but you know and then we we qualify it with but I'm really blessed so I shouldn't complain and it's yeah like, it's not about complaining it's about you being cannot- real yeah you cannot heal until you acknowledge where you're at you're gonna acknowledge first and then use some strategies and then practice that new way. And that's the hardest part is the practice because we yeah. practice this other way for so long, you know. I think it's just a, a cultural thing these days, to be honest with you. The whole being positive, being positive and everything, which is great. I definitely agree with mm-hmm. being positive and having an um, optimistic um, outlook. But mm-hmm. I do feel like it sometimes is a cover up for real situations so I definitely agree with that a hundred percent I also would like you to share what your role is in teaching clients to find purpose and introduce enjoy in their life yeah so I'll tell you how I found my joy and my purpose and then I take people through those steps as well it looks a little different for each person but Some of them are the same activities. For me, I was kind of in this, you know, that the anxiety thing I had told you about that, it got resolved, the chemical piece of that got resolved um, shortly after all that counseling. I went to a homeopathic psychiatrist, she gave me a remedy, and I didn't experience the anxiety like I was experiencing it. But it didn't change the mental piece that led to the anxiety. And so there was still work to be done even though I wasn't having the panic attacks and all that all the time. And I was able to finally get out of my house and do regular things. And so I went about my life for about a decade. I started a business. It was crazy busy. It just took off like gangbusters. And um, through that process, I began, you know, being overwhelmed and having anxiety, not to the level I did before, but I still had a lot of anxiety a lot of stress. And I got to a point where, and then I had a little incident, it wasn't a little incident, it was a big incident. I, um, right. I had um, a client called and I got really upset and I went to go fix the problem. And I was dropping my daughter off at my friend's house and um, I backed into her driveway, like screaming into her driveway backwards. And I sideswiped my car and her husband's truck. And um Uh, Later on, when I came to pick up my daughter, um, I found out that he was under the truck when I hit his car, hit it, and um, he thought the truck was going to land on him. And that shook me to my core. And I just went, okay, like, I can't live like this anymore. So then I started on the self-development, you know, going to seminars and reading books. And that was really great for about seven years or so. And then was going through a divorce and um, it just leveled me. And I went to draw on all this experience from all these seminars and this, you know, the books I had read and I didn't have any strategies. There was nothing. And I was just lost. I had discovered, I don't remember if I told you this, but I was reading that book, A Course in Miracles. And I had this weird thing happen where all I started seeing was the word joy, like the path is joy. 
joy's the answer. We're meant to be in joy. And I was just like, are these words really here? Or am I having some weird delusion? Right, right. And, and then right after that experience, I had gotten an email about a seminar. Uh, this gentleman I had met through this other seminar company was having a seminar and I just signed up for it. I had no idea what it was because I just needed anything positive and I knew he would deliver. And so I went and it was a day long seminar on um, the visualization process that he teaches. And I went home, I was so inspired and my whole life just lined up. I just, my business sold that had been for sale for nine months. Um, I called my broker and I was like, it's going to sell by the end of the month and there'll be a bidding war. And it did actually, it sold in a week. And then, um, I met the love of my life and in these strange circumstances that we, I don't even know how it could even have happened. And then I found my purpose and that purpose was to teach people. And so I went and trained to do that. And, and that's what I've been doing for the last three years. But the joy piece came from that visualization process. And it came because um, how I teach it now is, When you go to visualize, um, and typically I ask people to do it in the morning, um, for five minutes, it's, I have them write out a day in the life of everything I ever wanted, literally, like from moment waking up to going to sleep one whole day, you in the picture and all of the feels, right? Every, all the senses, you know, sight, hearing, taste, smelling the whole deal and so into it. Like I would get, so I still do it every single morning and I get so into it. I have tears of joy streaming down my face because if it was the day that everything was absolutely how you wanted, you'd be pretty psyched about that. And yeah, that's a pretty good place to start your day, right? Because here's the thing. It's like, we want what we want because of how we think we're going to feel when we have it. And that's the thing, because if we didn't, you know, money doesn't mean anything. It's how we, it's the things we think we're going to produce from that. It's how we think we're going to feel when we can just, you know, plop down a bunch of cash to do whatever, buy a car, a house, a vacation or whatever. Um, So it's, it's really about getting that feeling of the thing that you always wanted and like, experiencing it over and over again, like viscerally in your body so that you can remember it so that you can have that experience, whether it happens or not is sort of irrelevant at this point. Right. Because in my mind, it happens every morning and that experience I can take and I can also call on it throughout the day. So if my day starts to go sideways I can put myself right into that visualization immediately and reset and then keep going forward. And I didn't have that tool before. And that's where I discovered my joy. And then I teach a whole host of, you know, ways to um, cultivate that during the day, all day long. And then that becomes the practice. And then that becomes the norm. And then, um, and then anxiety doesn't have any place in that worry and overwhelm don't have any place in that picture of the life that I'm creating. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually, like I've never, I wake up early myself in the morning, very early, but it never occurred to me to pick up a pen and paper and write out the sort of day 
I would like to have this in so much detail, like the, the smell and the sounds and so forth. And you're absolutely right. It's the feeling that things give us or that we think things will give us that bring us joy. So it, it definitely does make a lot of sense. It certainly resonates with me. I'm assuming that during this global pandemic, that this is something that's definitely important to a lot of people, because I'm sure anxiety would be on the rise being quarantined. How has that sort of increased the sort of clients that you, you speak? I mean, I'll say that clients reach out to me versus before I was doing a lot of marketing myself. And now it's you know, they're like, oh, I saw your, you know, profile on LinkedIn and I'm experiencing some anxiety. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, um, I think people just, you know, I think it was on the, sur- it was just under the surface. And then you add, you take, it's like a perfect storm, right? You take something that's just below the surface and then you add to it a death element, which I think is most people's biggest fear is death. Yeah. Um, and you know, rightfully so, because we don't have any answers, really yeah. we don't have real solid answers as to what that experience is like. And so, you know, people are afraid of that. And so you put those two together, you know, with all the things, right, like work issues and, and or no work and, um, you know, having to shift gears and all those things. Um, those can be done when we're sort of steady on our feet. But when, you know, you add in like our biggest fear, then you're sort of asking for trouble at that point, you know, trying to navigate this world. And touching on a little bit what you said earlier, I think that in this, well, certainly for myself, I'm not sure for our listeners, I'm sure maybe they could resonate with this as well. But since having less time outside and having more time inside, I've had a lot more time to reflect. So certain things that may have had like a sticky plaster on or you didn't really pay much attention to come to the surface because I don't have that distraction that um, I used to. But I think the main important thing is at the end of the day is to bring some joy in into your life and it doesn't necessarily mean monetary things um, or material things just a feeling alone I think definitely a lot of people with what's going on now would want to feel that feeling of joy again and happiness and looking forward to what's ahead um, rather than living with anxiety and I think it's an inspiration obviously you've, you've been there you know what it's like rather than speaking from a perspective of someone who knows nothing about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, um, you know, there's certainly information to be learned by taking a, you know, coaching certification or, you know, whatever the other certifications are to do this line of work. And um, I think ultimately, it's pretty challenging to help people through something if you can't be empathetic and understand exactly what it is that they've been through and, and remember, you know, um, I would say, and I don't know why this just came up, but since it came up, I'm just going to say it. A lot of people are still living in the story of their past. And, um, that is super challenging place to live. And, um, it doesn't 
it doesn't allow for um, the creation of the life that you'd like to live um, because it's basically recycling the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's what the first thing that I work with people on, you know, like I sit down with, you know, a client the first time and I just say, tell me your story. And they tell me, you know, all the rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> no, they don't. They tell me all the stuff, right? Right. They tell me all the, you know, if we're asked, like, what's your story? We don't talk about, you know, all the good stuff. We talk about, you know, all the things that happened and how we were wronged and how it wasn't fair and or abuse yeah. and neglect and trauma, right? And, yeah. And um, that story is still alive and well in a lot of people. And until you can begin to get separation from that story and recognize that you are not your story, that you are not your thoughts and that you are not your emotions, then it's really challenging to navigate, you know, situations like pandemic or just anything, you know, this just happened to be a perfect storm because it's like, scary and we have to stay at home and right so it's all the things that you don't want to do yeah in speaking about you know what you were saying it's like like I was saying before like these things were just under the surface yeah um because you know another band-aid that we like to you know like we were talking about band-aids before like this positivity shaming thing and and you know there's the obvious ones like alcohol and drugs and you know uh media and, you know, binge watching, whatever. Um, but the less obvious ones are, um, you know, things like, uh, being too busy. Yeah. You know, like having yeah. too many things to do all the time. Me. <laughs> That's me. Never. <laughs> yeah. Never having a moment to just sit and do nothing and yeah. that be okay. You know? And I think this forced a lot of us. I know our my lifestyle got significantly uh, cut down. You know, I've got a kiddo and um, mm-hmm. she was doing all the things, you know, activities after school and sports. And um, and now we're doing nothing. <laughs> we're doing yeah. none of those things. <laughs> um, and she's here all the time. So, you know, I'm, I know, you know, it's it's challenging. We're we're stuck at home with the kiddos. Yep. educating and, you know, on top of doing whatever it is that we do to create income and, right. um, and then still have some space. I mean, geez, how often do you, like for me, my Friday night excitement is to go grocery shopping by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, I get to get out of the house by yeah. myself. Nobody yeah. bugging me. And, um, yeah, so it changed in so many wonderful ways, right? It's true. I mean, my hope is that when we get back to normal, if there is ever a normal, um, or our new normal, um, that we don't overcrowd our schedules, that we yeah. just recognize that it's okay to spend time with family. We don't have to go places in order to create experiences um, that we enjoy and um, that we don't get so busy, you know, yeah. because... Like some, I just had a client the other day. It was so funny. He's like, um, I want to show you my schedule, my calendar, but I can't decide if you're going to like, give me a hard time about it or you'll <laughs> yeah. be impressed. <laughs> and he showed it to me and like literally every hour was allotted for. And I was like, yeah. 
Well, if all of those things bring you joy, then you're on the right path. But my guess is that's not the case. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I completely can resonate with that because I try to be busy all the time. Um, Well, I have a kid anyway, but literally I try and pack up my days much as possible. One, because it does bring me joy. I love having a purpose of working. Um, two is all I've ever known. Um, but there is an element of overworking so I don't have to look at certain issues, you know. Um, and I had a podcast with a lady called Amanda Hill. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. She's an author. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she's got a book called I Choose Me. So she was just sort of giving me the synopsis. And she said to me, one of the biggest issues that we have as people is that we are addicted to our negative ego, like we like people have addictions to alcohol or drugs or sex or literally the the negative ego, we feed it every day like an addiction. So it's just to find habits of breaking that addiction and putting yourself first because it's not actually selfishness isn't always a bad thing is basically what she was trying to say like choosing yourself and making a better choice for yourself ultimately is not a bad thing because then everyone around you would then be able to benefit from who you are as a person yeah I 100% agree I, I would take it even further like you are a better person by doing that right yeah I mean, the work is to be done with you You know, we like to point our finger at other people and go, well, that person made me feel this way. And that Mm -hmm. situation made me feel this way. And it's like, those things are neutral. You're the one choosing. You're choosing that emotion. You're choosing that reaction. That's all you. Mm -hmm. And not in a like blaming way, like, you know, you're not a good person, but in an empowering way, if that's really the truth, like if I can only see this life through my lens, the ones that I have had all of my experiences through, there's more out there because other people are having a different experience. So that means that I can change that lens. I can see this world differently Mm -hmm. and in turn have a different experience. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting and empowering. It is. I think. It certainly is. It definitely is. And thought provoking as well for uh, many people that are looking for change. Um, If the whole situation that's going on in the world has taught anyone anything it should be that change isn't always bad and though it might be scary there's some good positive things that can come from it but I would like you to also share with our listeners where they can find you and all the details that you can give them to if they want to sign up your services or any sort of social medias just pinpoint them to where they can find you and all your details okay um I think the best place to find me is on Instagram um and my handle is Erin E-R-I-N M-A-C-L-L-C. I post a ton of video content. Um, my website link is in the, my profile. Um, so you can get me there unless I'm promoting a class. And then um, the link will be to sign up for or to register for a webinar, mm-hmm. um, which is free, the webinars. So uh, that's another way you can get me. Or you can just DM me through Instagram, which is great too. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I think you've shared a wealth of um, inspiration as well as overcoming something that some people may find quite crippling. Thank you 
for taking the time out for sharing that with us and your own personal experience, of course. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's really important to have these platforms because we're not talking about all these things. And I think it's important for people to recognize that it's possible to be in joy and enjoy your life now. Like that's not a wait until I have all the things. It's now, like it's possible now. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for joining Erin. All of Erin's details will be in the description of the podcast. Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mummy Warriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website, www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you.